help us. That's you. That's me. That's me. We're recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. This is Ashley. And this is Justine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo! I'm a mermaid. <laughs> we already knew you were a mermaid. But I'm really a mermaid now. I got fuzzy mermaid feet. <laughs> Justine got me a Christmas present. Yeah. And it's a mermaid blanket. It's a mermaid tail, Snuggie. Yes, it's ginormous. <laughs> Because it's for adults and I'm not adult sized. He's not. <laughs> I considered that. But I thought I, I thought this would be good because. Oh no. I look like a giant fish. <laughs> Your dream. <laughs> it's, it's perfect for podcasting. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> Glad you like it. I love it. She's just flopping all over <laughs> the, the bed now here in the blanket fort. Yep. That's what I'm here for. That's <laughs> what we're here on the podcast for. The podcast. I know. What is this podcast? Our third year of podcast. I mean, not officially, but. Our third year. Damn. As we now go to the third year of the life cycle <laughs> of the rom-com podcast. What will happen next? Terrible things. Terrible things. Actually, yes. We're starting the new year off terribly. Just for you, the fans, the snippets. Yes. The Is fans it? The fans want to hear this. Yes. Why? Why? They love it when we're tortured. Why? It's cool, though. It's cool. Ugh. It's cool, guys. We, we get it. <laughs> Is it cool, though? But I mean, like, should we be supporting this man? Uh, no. Okay. Like, 100% no, but... I feel like this gives us a platform. This is a platform for me to go crazy. And that's what I love. Snaps. Snaps, bitches. Snap me, snap, snap, snap. Snap it, snippets. Snap it, snippets. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're tired. We're so tired. We're so tired. So tired. Fuck Christmas. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck New Year's. Fuck it. We're all in the apocalypse anyway. Yeah. Thanks, Trumpy. So today we're watching 2000's What Women Want. Do they, though? Do they? I don't know. I haven't seen this movie. I don't, I've never seen it either, and I, I feel like it's. I'm going to be very upset with Nancy Myers. Yeah. And there's a reason I have not watched this, because I like Nancy Myers, and I don't want to be disillusioned. Yeah. I want my rose-tinted glasses, Justine. I know, I know, sweetie, I know. Here is the uh, description of the movie from DVD.com. After an electrical shock enables cocky advertising executive Nick Marshall to hear women's thoughts, he quickly puts his newfound talent to work against his female boss, who seems to be infatuated with him. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Rape. No. Oh, it's Mind rape. So, oh, God. It's, it's, oh, God. Ugh. Also, cocky advertising executive. Female boss. Why? Okay. Like, why can't we just call her a woman? Why do we have to? What is with the whole female thing? Like, do I go around and just 
hey, that mail over there. I need that mail. Yeah. I hate the, like, the use of female. Like, what are we creatures of the un- like i don't know like no yeah i've, science, read, I've like, read a few articles about the discre- discussion of like when men use the term female and it's like some sort of like disassociation tactic kind yeah. of thing it's just off-putting like i don't yeah. actually it just doesn't make sense like it would make sense i guess if if women go around saying the male of the like yeah like you, sir, you male of the species. Like, why? It doesn't make me feel like a person. Yeah. I hope I hope Mel Gibson gets punched in this movie. That's all I can hope for I right feel now. like he does. I mean, he at least gets electric shocked. Yeah. So, at least there's some pain. Yeah. So, this movie stars Mel Gibson. Fuck him. Helen Hunt, who we saw in As Good As It Gets. The Voice of Reason. This also has Marissa Tomei in it. This is directed by Nancy Myers, who was the writer-producer of Father of the Bride, which we discussed. Yep. Uh, there were two editors. The first was Thomas J. Nordberg, who was an assistant editor on Natural Born Killers, which we discussed over at So I Married a Movie Geek. Check that out. And the other editor was Stephen A. Rotter. I like his name. Rotter. Rotter. Yeah. Uh, they had an additional editor, the famous, wonderful Carol Littleton. Who you all should know. Yes. Worship at her feet. Yeah, I did a report on her in in edit two. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I did my report on um, the lady from St. Louis. Mm. I can't think of her name at the top. Like, my brain is so fucked up right now, guys. I'll remember (laughs) it later. I will. That's how it always happens. Anyway. The first assistant editors were Laura Lee Bong and Rolf Fleischman. The second assistant editor was Randy Traeger, and the assistant editors were Philip Beach, uh, James Durante, who was an apprentice editor in Groundhog Day, Audrey Evans, and A. Michelle Page. Nice. So a lot of... A lot of ladies. A lot of ladies. Lots of hands on this uh, movie. (laughs) Yes. Should we explain... To to the listeners, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of assistant editors, and there's a difference between an assistant editor and an, an apprentice editor. Sure. So the the, cre- the way credits work is fascinatingly political. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating in quotation marks, which an apprentice editor is actually the assistant to the assistant editor, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they don't exist very much anymore which is not great which is no it is not great so there it's very actually very hard for you to be a post pa which is like an office pa for post-production and make the jump up to an assistant editor there is no easy way at least via union rules to make a jump from a pa position to an assistant editor because a PA is not allowed to touch any type of post machine. So they're not allowed to touch the computer, essentially, um, and do any type of assistant work. It happens. They do because there is no other way. What a lot of people are proposing is that we reestablish the apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Bring it back because it's it doesn't exist anymore. Um, the fact that we're seeing at least that this... Uh, James was was an apprentice editor is a is a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
for the 2000s because once you start hitting the technological boom, the apprenticeship starts to really die off because a lot of what the assistant does now is technical and, and um, troubleshooting, but the computer does a lot of the, the workload that the assistant editors and the apprentice editor would be doing together. Yeah, a lot of the heavy lifting and searching yes. for things. Yes. So each title has their own unique job descriptions. Like the, there's a big difference between a first assistant editor and, and a second assistant editor and just a regular assistant editor designation. Normally a regular assistant editor designation means they were brought on because they needed help. Mm -hmm. And from the looks of it, they needed a lot of help. Yeah. The first assistant is who leads and works directly with the editor and is designating the skills on down so like the tasks what what needs to be broken down because there is still a lot of heavy lifting that yeah. assistants do yeah and scheduling's a big thing too. yes yes that's the first assistant and the first assistant really does go back and forth between your post supervisor and your editor they're kind of like your go-between for um vendors and stuff like that like when I'm a first assistant I'm normally in constant contact with my vendors so I have I've talked to my VFX artists sometimes I'm even in direct contact with the um the sound team that's not always the case sometimes that's more of the post supervisor's job it's definitely a lot of coordination and a lot of of work and as we start off this new year I want to give a shout out to those assistants <laughs> Because, you know, they, they don't always, they don't, we don't get a lot of the love. Yeah. Yeah. The the editor gets the majority of the love, which is rightly so. Yeah, They, yeah, they are I mean, the ones doing the creative work. Sometimes the editors don't thank their assistants, so you should. Mm -hmm. Thank your assistants, guys. Yeah. That was all really well said, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah. So this movie is rated PG-13 for sexual content and language. It's two hours and six minutes. Why? Which means it's like 35 minutes too long. Why? It's rated three and a half stars on DVD.com. Why? And it was nominated at the 2001 Golden Globe Awards for Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Fuck you, Mel Gibson. Uh, so we're going to watch it now. Not going to like it. We're going to watch it for the first time in our lives. Okay. Because, you know, I, I think it's a staple of the genre. It is. I understand. We have to watch it. It's a famous one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not happy about it. Happy New Year. Are you ready to talk? Yeah. I guess. These potato chips are a better experience than that damn movie. Whoa! Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Sick burn! <laughs> what a girl wants! What, what a girl needs! <laughs> Whatever makes me happy, set you free. I'm like happy that a lot of women worked because, you know, there were a lot of women in this movie. Yes, but they had to work on that useless dribble. Yeah, but I mean a paycheck. I hope it paid him. Yeah. I'm trying to not be so negative. I feel like I am right now rating it possibly higher than you but we'll see how that goes with them i loathe this movie with our talking but yeah. i feel like with me right now my vibe is that 
the intention was there, you know? No, there were some good intentions. I'm, like, just leaning on the good intention side right now. Mm. That's, how that's my starting point, okay? It has, it has good, I'm not even gonna say really. It just has good intentions. Yeah. Of, like, I see what you're trying to do. I see, I see you. Mel Gibson? Not Mel Gibson, just shove him aside. The rest of the movie. I he see. was terribly cast. Like, the only reason he was in this movie was because of his name. Yeah. He was terrible. Like, as an actor. Just acting. I should have Dempsey up in here. Oh, my God. Dempsey would have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because you need somebody who's a dick, Mm -hmm. but is also a charmer Mm -hmm. that doesn't turn you off, like, Mm -hmm. completely. Like, oh, yeah, this dude's a fucking dick. Yeah. But I can tolerate him. Yeah. Mel Gibson is just a dick. Yeah. And gross. Ew. There was a lot of shirtless Mel Gibson in yes. this movie. Like, more than I've ever like, wanted. Like, Nancy Myers had a heart on for him. Or he, something. He was shirtless a lot. Every, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? You know, normally on the podcast, <laughs> we're all about equality and taking it off. Mm-hmm. No. Not this one. <laughs> put it back on. Put it back on, just like in Coyote Ugly. Yep. <laughs> put, it, put something on. <laughs> also, this reminded me like how much I absolutely cannot stand Mel Gibson's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, but you won't watch. Will you watch Pocahontas? Well, I watched Pocahontas. Maybe the last time I watched Pocahontas was like fifteen years ago. But really? I absolutely cannot stand Mel Gibson's voice. Oh, not a good actor, the Mel Gibson. Not a good human being. Yeah. But not a good actor. Not in this. I did not know. Uh, I got... I, it was... To me, this is like... We're, we're at like the post like 1997. Like 1997 to like 2000, you've got this brand of rom-com. Yes. Where it's very Jerry Maguire. What is that one other one? Uh, as good as, as it good gets. As it, gets. <laughs> it was very as good as it gets. Very as good as it gets. Like, and I really don't. We we don't like this type of genre in the in the rom com genre. I don't know, man. I don't know why it was just like they started. Just there's a specific like tone to them, you know. I really I think if we had decent actors with actual chemistry. This could have been a good movie. I think one of the things that we loved so much about Father of the Bride was what the actors brought to the table of that. It wasn't necessarily the story. The story was simple. And that's what's great about Nancy Myers is is that her stories are very simple. But when you have great actors bringing something else to the table, Mm -hmm. like what makes The Holiday so good. I love The Holiday. I will worship at the ground that that movie walks on. Even though I know how problematic it is, I really do love that movie. So the actors informing the character. Yes. Like the actor bringing something to the table is what I think makes a great Nancy Myers movie. Okay. Like I felt like Mel Gibson was just Mel Gibson. Uh Uh-huh. He was an asshole, and he said words. Yeah, on, on set one uh, like one day, and that was it. Like and constantly talking to himself, like the neurotic Annie Hall bullshit was just so 
it's so overdone mm-hmm. at this point. We're like, done with it. Thanks, Woody Allen, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. This movie viewed through the lens of 2017 is really disturbing. Yes. The whole Harvey Weinstein, the whole Hollywood, you know, we've been talking about this long before any of these scandals broke how Hollywood is. Yes. Now everybody knows. And we still, uh, watching this is, a uh, it's very cringy. Very cringy. Well, and especially, like, with all of the information that we have on Mel Gibson now, like, mm-hmm. the videos of him beating his girlfriend, the drunken anti-Semitism and the... Racism. Racism. <sighs> it just... <sighs> but as the movie itself... Well, it's just, like, I don't understand what would be appealing about this. Right. Like, I I do like the concept mm-hmm. on the surface level. The fo- There was much follow-through that was, ugh. That was just missing. Like, yeah. it didn't follow through on the themes that it was trying to, to drum up. Yeah. The worst part would be... With him and Darcy. Yes. Nick and Darcy relationship. Everything yes. else was just kind of like, okay, whatever. It's it's like other things we see. Yeah. Like like Earshot from Buffy. Yeah. Where she gets the superpower, where she can hear what everybody's thinking. It's been done. But bring into that the relationship factor, it gets bad. It's gaslighty. Yes. That's the part where we're like, I see the line you're towing and it's making me very uncomfortable right now. Well, and like... The sex scene where, like, he's in her head Mm -hmm. while they're fucking. With Lola. With Lola. Yeah, it's not even... With the other... It's just the other side piece that he has. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I really wanted to to turn it off. Because it's like, why? Well, and then the follow-up with her. Mm -hmm. Like, please tell me you're, uh, you're gay so that I'm not crazy. Yeah. That thing. was weird. Yeah. Was so weird. What is the lesson that we're learning from this movie? Because I don't think that it's you should listen to women. Although I feel like it kind of. That's what it was meant to be. Because I, I do kind of like the thing where it's just like he admits that he stole. He was out for her job and took all her ideas because that shit does happen. Yeah. But I don't think that that's like the main lesson in this movie. No, the main lesson is, is that. Guys get so stuck on what they think women want that they don't actually listen to what women want. Right. But it wasn't... That was lost. Yeah, I feel like the relationship part of it watered down what could have been, like, the actual lesson of empowering those around you. Yes. Well, like, there could have been a, a different direction with the Judy, uh, Judy Greer, Greer character. Oh, I love Judy Greer. Which... Which that happens like that that mm-hmm. whole the women are ignored in the workplace and passed over for promotions after promotions and just you know beat down to the point where we do get a little crazy and a little suicidal and and that's a problem yeah it's a problem you know that one the self confidence isn't there but it's also a problem that society creates this vacuum. For that to happen on a quantifiable statistic level. Like, that's terrifying yeah. to think of. Like, to constantly see the statistics play out in real life is 
is terrifying, but they could have done something with that that was the like that yeah it's something that yeah what we're getting at i feel is like i really wanted to focus more on how women are treated in the workplace yes instead of like i'm like this whole like relationship he has with the multiple women uh it's it's you would say like mind rapey it is yeah oh it's definitely a mind fuck mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot of dynamics that i think were peppered in in the script that could have been utilized better Mm -hmm. like when we we watched Roxanne Mm -hmm. like how Steve Martin brought the need to empower her while also still you know being in love with her kind of it wasn't necessarily like that creepy factor to it Mm. good example Roxanne where the lesson is that women have voices and are people and need to be heard too that it's the objectification aspect of it is what drowns out the voices in a sense. Like his whole opening montage, whatever work, work walk through we'll yeah. go with Nick, very Jerry Maguire, very Jerry Maguire walking in and like his assistant is showing somebody else. I don't, I guess it was Judy Greer. Was it Judy Greer's character? There were so many like, side female characters Mm -hmm. that it it almost just got to be too much representation yeah it's very (laughs) surprising how many women are in this ad agency (laughs) or whatever i'm like wow this is pretty i don't know why they're having such a problem with all their sexism they've got a million women working for them (laughs) like seriously when he had like eight different assistants yeah that's it. They they were just all assistants, I guess. Yeah, but it, they were. She was like, "He's the guy you go for for your TNA stuff." Yeah, for the advertising. Yeah, so he's definitely in the mindset that sex sells. Well, sex sells, but women, yeah, in general, body parts sell. Are they aren't necessary? They don't have agency, right? They are just there to look sexy. To, for the man to pay for the things. Right. Like you're advertising so that the man gets his wallet, makes his wallet come out. Basically. Yeah. Which I don't know why that they're like, whoa, breakthrough that now, nowadays women are the big shop. I feel like women have always been the big shoppers of the household. They have. Yeah. I'm like, that's what the movie is like. Huh? Am I wrong about this? Totally. People have always sold to women. There's just a level of this that just didn't... It, it felt off. Like, something's off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but there's just something inherently wrong <laughs> about this Man, I want setup. you to figure it out. <laughs> Is it the fact that it's so unrealistic? Mm-hmm. It's so unrealistic that he's just now realizing that everybody thinks he's an asshole. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is there is magic in the movie. There's magic. And I'm not I'm not like knocking knocking down saying that movies can't have magic and movies have to be, you know, realistic or whatever. But there's a certain level of of, of a su- suspension of disbelief. Yeah. That you have to toe the line with. And I just feel like there's something and maybe it's just my inherent bias against Mel Gibson. I I've refused for so, I mean, I wouldn't even go see 
Mad Max Fury Road because he was tied to it in some way. Right, right, like, right. That's I how that. that's how much I can't stand Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is that that bias, yeah, there, and that's what's throwing me off. But there's something that just doesn't work in this formula for me. Yeah, it's definitely something weird. It just seems like. The whole movie, he's surrounded by women. And it's just, yeah, it's like, how have you... How do you just now know this? Yeah. Like, his whole backstory. Like, we didn't need his backstory, for one. Two, how did he grow up to be like this? (laughs) Because he grew up in the, the, like, his mother was a Vegas... Showgirl. Showgirl. So he, and she she was a single mother. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was constantly surrounded by women there. Like, how did you grow up? Like, my brother grew up in a household of three women. Yeah. And is, like, the most empathetic dude I know. Yeah. Like, how did, you know, you not, how do you not see certain things? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because he's, yeah, he's literally surrounded by women the whole time. He was married once. He's got a daughter. Yeah. You know, it's just like. And then he's not that the whole I have a daughter uh, now. Right. <laughs> exactly. I now understand. No, but it's just like literally he's got one male friend and that's the only other. Like, and he disappears halfway through the movie. <laughs> that and his boss. And yeah. they're like the only guys in the movie. <laughs> this movie could have been so much better if it would have explored this from the, the, the standpoint of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Let's have a conversation about why men think women think this way. Right. We were already... It was so male-centric. It was so already male-centric. So why not just throw in the whole fact that men have shit that they have to deal with with society already? Like, not only are women being objectified and that's bad and, and all this other stuff, but it comes from this standpoint of toxic masculinity it comes from this society standpoint that men have to be a certain way too so when you talk about you know sexism and sexual harassment and and women in the workplace it's not just oh well the women are in the workplace and like men just automatically treat women nastily it's not that it's it's men are already preconditioned to treat women that way by society because of the, the social norms. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about changing the way that men react to women. It's changing the way that men react to themselves. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think a, uh, that can get lost a lot of the time in this and, and why I also am like a huge advocate on, well, rapists are victims too in their own right. Like we still need to help them too. Yeah, we can't just throw them away and lock away the, like lock away the key because that does society a, a disservice as well. Because we're not learning from our mistakes, we're not doing the human thing, we're not following the human condition. Mm-hmm. We're following gender norms and and scare t- scare tactics almost in a way. Yeah, it feels to me, mm-hmm. and again, this may be bias that. This has to do with Mel Gibson. Right. Yeah. Because Nancy With Myers, his star powers steering yes. the ship. Yes. Be, with, with the amount of editors that there were. Mm-hmm. There were three. Three there editors. There were three editors. And 
it seemed like there was a lot that was shot that's missing. Mm. Like I, there's characters that completely go missing halfway through. There's there's definite stuff that looks like reshoots mm-hmm. that happened. Oh yeah, like Chinatown. Yeah. That wasn't shot in Chicago at no. all. That was on a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There and there's just there's a lot that's seemingly screwy. Yeah. Because I see the touches that that she was going for. I really see like. Or this was a, a fun conversation. This wasn't like a serious working girl type movie. Right. Oh, yeah. Working girl. Yeah. But it, it was a conversation. It was an easy, fun way to start like the, the thought process or changing the thought process. Yeah. I can definitely, definitely see all the studio influence. Yes. All over this. Yeah. Like, no, it's got to be fun. It's got to be sexy. It's got to. There's got to be romance. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I think it's time to get into the plot of what women are. Which they are remaking this movie. I told you this. Yes. I'm I'm actually quite excited for the gender bent version of this movie. Well, I want my splash first. (laughs) (laughs) We should just do we're gonna have like gender bent podcasts. You realize that, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean Chatting Tatum. Mm. Call us. Mm. Mm. Chicago. Again, Chicago is the capital of rom-com. Sorry, I'm still thinking about Channing Tatum as <laughs> Merman. <laughs> Chicago. 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 You gotta talk like you're from up north. Chicago. We meet uh, Nick, Mel Gibson's character. He's a man's man. That's the first thing I said about him. By all these women characters in his life. Yeah, we're introduced to him by a montage of women. Which is just so male-centric. Ah, they have no lives. I keep talking about him. Yeah, why Why is What's-Her-Face talking about him on her wedding day? Ugh, I don't know. Everybody is describing him, and he sounds terrible. And they just, uh, something they describe him as is not PC. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, world. So it's like we know wow. he's a terrible person. I mean, he's Mel Gibson. Yep. So he was uh, raised as a little boy in Vegas, and that's where he learned to objectify women. That's what the movie says. That's Which what the how? movie says. How? How? So he's now a sexist pig who regularly gropes women in coffee shops. Yeah, that was... Mm. That was vomit-inducing, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, mm-hmm. no woman reacts to that, like, that way. That's what I kept on, like, the whole beginning. I'm like, nobody... She would have smacked him. Nobody would have agreed to that. She would have maced him. Actually, yeah. in Chicago, she may have pulled out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like... And, like, the whole shit with Lola, when she kept saying, no, 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 until he... You know, until she says yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Oh, God. Just like, nobody. Don't be talking like that. Ah, no. No. Just so angry at that. Um. Yeah, so Lola, which there's no, there's no arc to Lola. Why was Lola in the movie? I don't know. It's a poor use of Marissa Tomei. I know. God. Hope she got a paycheck. That's all I can say about everyone. Hope they got a paycheck. Yeah, Marissa Tomei, call us. Uh I need a chip. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep eating. I feel like I'm eating chips now because I need to like get the, the Mel Gibson out. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He depleted my salt content. <laughs> From the tears that you were crying on your soul. Yes. <laughs> so at work, he's gross. He's he, gross everywhere. 
wants a promotion. His office is full of doting women. He's meeting with the boss. The boss says, the whole industry's changed. Women are the main buyers. So I've hired a woman, and she's taking the creative director position over Nick. Nick thinks he's going to get this position, yeah. but the boss hires Helen Hunt. And then Helen Hunt comes in and yeah. is like, here's a pink box. Yeah. Full of shit. Yeah. Here's a wonder bra. Here's some pantyhose. A pregnancy she, test. Yeah. Well, she's there to lead us into the 21st century. But some of those things, I'm like, why? Apparently, these were products that needed representation from advertising companies. And they were all female products. Like, but that makes no sense. Like, a single, like, mascara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A single lipstick. It wouldn't be a whole, like, cosmetic line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I just keep trying to find my note. My note is, he is awful. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you write that? Oh, right here on this page, he's gross. He's <laughs> awful. Like, this is just like, they're not like character, but like something his character did. I'm just like, ugh. Um, and uh, he takes all the products home and he does a choreographed dance number. To Frank Sinatra. Yep. The most I had yeah. major pal Joey flashbacks. Yeah! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we haven't talked about our good friend Joey in a while. Yeah! Joey! <laughs> hey, Joey. Uh, <laughs> Joey. Get on your boat, oh, Joey. What did we used to say? What did we used to say? Joey's out for number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joey does what Joey wants. Joey does what Joey wants. <laughs> Joey's on a boat. <laughs> Joey's got his slippers. <laughs> his monocrab robe. <laughs> Joey's out for no one. I oh, miss Joey. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about Joey in so long. <laughs> the people who never listen to like any of the other episodes are not going to know what we're talking about. But our deep cut listeners. Yep. That's for you. <laughs> <laughs> we got the snippets and the deep cuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we haven't talked about the daughter, the daughter situation. He's got a daughter. He doesn't know who she is, really. She's 15. He didn't know that. She lived with the mom. mom. Yep. But the mom's gone off on a honeymoon, so he's got her for two weeks. Which, why? Which, like, why what? She's 15. I don't know. Why can't she be alone? Because she would just bring the boy over to her house and they would have sex all the time. Her mom seemed chill with that. <laughs> I mean, like, at some point, like, you have to start trusting your kids, right? Like, yeah. live your life, mama. Don't Trust ask me. My parents kid. never let me alone. <laughs> I mean, I was often babysitting when I was... Like, I was left alone a lot. I don't know. Not for, like, two weeks. Well, you gotta, like do homework you don't want to like get groceries or laundry you know it's two weeks what if she fell down i don't know <laughs> i'd call my grandma <laughs> um so yeah the daughter is staying with him and she's got a boyfriend who's an 18 year old creeper so he's trying all the products to try and think like abroad as he puts Which, it so like this man mm-hmm. is sitting in his bedroom mm-hmm bitching to the television. This is, he's having full-on conversations with the television with a bottle of red. 
and bitching about how there's too much estrogen around. Dude, you are drinking an entire bottle of wine yourself. Do you know how stereotypical feminine that is? As Justine drinks her apple juice. <laughs> My giant bottle of apple juice. <laughs> trying to keep them on your, on, on your toes. Yep. Yeah. Go like, on. He's bitching about this. He's like, he's wine drunk. Mm-hmm. And then decides to try all of the box things. Mm-hmm. He's going to try on the Wonder Bra, which, why? Who waxed his legs. He, he did a really good job painting his, his nails. His nails were fantastic. They were spot on. Yeah. Mm. Like, do you know how hard that is? Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. That's, yeah. He, I don't know how he did it. I mean, Sam's an artist, and he still isn't very good at painting my fingernails. He's done it before for me, though. Oh, He's sweet. He's a good one, that, that Sam. That Samuel. Find yourself a Sam. Hmm. So he's trying on all the things the daughter walks in. Blah, 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 blah. Then he goes, he says the magic words. What do women want? <laughs> and then he, he dies. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> he gets electrocuted. He falls in the tub with a hairdryer. This man should be dead. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to fan theory say that he did <laughs> die. He did die. <laughs> yes. And then when he wakes up, he can hear women's thoughts. The end. No. <laughs> so he dies on his bathroom floor. Yeah. His cleaning lady comes mm-hmm. and wakes him up, which has already been established that the only way that he gets up in the morning is from his cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. And she makes him breakfast yeah. like his mother. Yeah. This is... Mm, no mother, like, kid raised by a single mother would never do this. I was raised by a single mother. I was a shithead to my mother, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't <laughs> demand me as a 40-year-old mm-hmm. to be have a bagel made for me and somebody else pick up my underwear or my freaking Conquest's underwear. Mm-hmm. This is not what women want. This is not what women want. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, save the review to the end, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> the movie started reminding me a lot of the film, the classic film, Liar, Liar. <laughs> I did. Like, watch Liar, Liar instead. It's it's much better. It's so much better. Jim Carrey. Yes. Much better. Mm-hmm. Much better human being, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little nuts, but yeah, it's okay. So yeah, he goes to work. He can hear all the voices. He's going crazy. He tells his buddy, I can hear a woman think. And they're like, he's like, don't tell anybody. Ah. So he tries to start to use the power to his advantage, especially to advantage over the new, new boss. the new boss, Darcy. Yeah. So they have like a meeting and whatnot. And he's trying to steal every woman's ideas as men do. Like this movie didn't even, he didn't even need to read their minds. All all. What happens in meeting is the woman says something and he just says it louder and yeah. takes the credit. Yeah. There. Done. <laughs> I think that's where the Nancy Myers magic thing goes in, though. Mm. Like, she's she's commenting, commentary on it. Yeah. Without being a bold-faced, like, recreation. You know, how, how movies play on your, your symbolic heartstrings. Yeah, but it seems like without it being bold-faced feminism. Yes. It was missing the feminism. It was missing the feminism. That's my review now. <laughs> <laughs> what women want? Equality. Yay! <laughs> What's the world missing? Feminism. Yeah. 
So he does the thing where he tries to recreate the the moment it happened by electrocuting himself again. But, you know, it doesn't work. He's not cured. He should be dead. So he goes... At this point, he really should really be dead. Should. So he goes to a therapist, played by Bette, Bette Midler, Midler, who gives him the awful advice of saying, you're the luckiest man in the world. You can rule. Which, really, Bette? Really? 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 Because, really? uh, yeah, he goes through, like, several different points in this movie where it gets, like, really cocky. And then just, like, really, like, oh, no. But then, like, really cocky, you know? It's, he like, never changes. Right. It's just he loses his magic powers. Exactly. Go watch Liar Liar. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey changes. So he goes to Lola. He gets a date by reading her mind. By saying just like, I won't hurt you. That's a, uh, she's just afraid of getting hurt. And he goes, I won't hurt you. And she's like, swoon, yay. No. No. Manipulation. Yeah. He, Gaslighting. He meets with Darcy and... He, she wants this Nike campaign, this Nike women's division campaign. That's her dream. And he knows about it because he read her mind and he's going to steal it from her. And there's already like a boys club. There's another part of the thing with the boys club with the boss where the boss is like, good idea. Let's have cigars later. And Darcy's like, yeah, that sounds great. And the boss is like, oh, you smoke cigars. And she's like, why would you do that stupid dick move boys club? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie is so timely. <laughs> uh, like, even the whole gatekeeping bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god. I just can't. Yeah. And that they keep, like, insinuating that she's into him. That Darcy's into Nick. That was, like, the worst part. Where she's like, oh, I'm focused on my career, but... Oh, oh, look at his penis. Look at his penis. Oh, God, I looked at his penis. Raga. And then he does the thing. Oh. No. Mm. We all know. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, mm. she comes Oh, I didn't imagine him to have the be the type to have a daughter. Oh, oh. He, what does that mean? I don't know. He's able to procreate. <laughs> but what does that mean? <laughs> that line infuriated me. <laughs> like, oh. He's a nice guy. Hey, look, I can hear the one side of the conversation. He must be great. Yeah. He's a great father. Yeah. What the fuck does that, that even mean? He got his sperm in someone. <laughs> what does it even mean? Like, normally, and this is, again, this is my personal bias because my father was shit. This was, this was my father. Mm. Aside from the whole, like, actual became a functioning father. Right. But no, whenever I'm like, oh, you have a, a, a son or a daughter, that's that's cool. I don't know what your relationship is. Yeah. That doesn't change my opinion. That There's like, that's like me saying, oh, I you you have a dog. Yeah. That I you didn't seem like the type of person who has a dog. That, that doesn't matter. Like anybody can be a dog person. My husband doesn't look like a cat person, but Lord knows he is. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? And that's weird to me because I'm like, no, you actively have to like go and like choose to have a dog. Sometimes babies just happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to put that out there. Oh, you mean like birth control gets restricted and you're not allowed to like have fun? Because the Lord. Because the Lord. <laughs> Again. The Lord must punish thee. 
<laughs> Lord Ben punishing me. I don't watch this movie. <laughs> okay, where were we? In I this don't know. movie, da, 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 da. he was dying again. All right. Well, well, she she tells him to take her shopping. It's all about the dress, prom, blah blah blah. So he's making out with Lola, and then they like start doing it, and he gets all of her thoughts, like he was bad, and so it makes him go limp. Yeah, and then for some reason he does okay. He has a pep talk with his penis. <laughs> he pep talks his penis. Let's get it together. This you is our it. thing. You do it. Do it. Pounder God. Ah! And so then he's a sex god. Which, he, because no. Because he knew all the places that. Which sh- really, it's not that hard, guys. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk to your partner. Do you like this? Do you not like that? How's this feel? You know, communicate. It's wonderful. Um. <laughs> Women only fake it because you don't put any effort. Ooh. It's all about communication, and you try new things, mm-hmm. and you be vocal. Don't don't clam up. There's nothing to be, like, it's really hard to do it wrong, okay? It really is. So, like, the fear of rejection thing, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I really don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, just, just, just talk. Talk. That's it. You know, sometimes talking actually makes sex more fun. Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> you didn't hear that from me <laughs> <laughs> like it makes it more sexy it makes it more intimate because you're you're connecting mm-hmm. un- in other ways mm-hmm. not just with your dick and <laughs> vagina okay just relax and have fun and be people be people people i mean Having sexy talk with other people. <laughs> I like when we do cutaways the musical. I do too. <laughs> we really should be like sex therapists. <laughs> yes. I mean, all we have to do is one, talk. Yeah. Two, show the foreplay scene from Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> this. <laughs> Done. Next. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Men like their nipples rubbed too. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that the nipple is a sensitive area on all. Mm-hmm. You know, you just do some hand action, <laughs> some talk action, talking, some kissing, kiss, 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 some rubbing. Oh gosh! And then you know, happy fun times. Happy fun times. <laughs> uh, this has been sex talk with Doctor <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Not the first time. Not the first. And it won't be the last. Hey, with us, it's never the first time. Hey, hey Joey. Joey, yes. <laughs> I knew we were going back to Joey. <laughs> oh, I miss Joey so much. Okay. Where are we in here? I don't know. Okay. Oh, the bad sex scene. Right. We're, we're done with that. Yeah, we're done. Next, Bye. there's a montage where he hangs out with where women hang, like yoga and libraries and nail salons. I mean, as a woman, mm-hmm. I think it's a good good thing for a guy to go and get his nails done every so often. Mm-hmm. Take care. Good nail care mm-hmm. is, is a good, it's good for all. It's important. It is important. <laughs> There you go. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Be like Channing Tatum. Oh, gosh. 
He goes with his wife all the time. It's beautiful. Aww. They Instagram. So he's listening to women. He's sucking up women thoughts. And he's also stealing Darcy's ideas. So in- he's being a dude. But they're also becoming friends at the same time. How? I don't know. I don't know. Because how does she not know that he's like stealing? I don't know. She's very dumb at some points for someone yeah. who's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Like women complain about this daily. Yes. In in big idea firms. Right. So he's another meeting with her. Women are always thinking, no games, no games, no games. You got to be clear on who you really are. And she's falling for him. And they come up with her slogan. But she's like, oh, I can't believe I'm falling for him. I, I just like 100% hated this character. Bad. <laughs> it's not real. It's totally not real at all. I just, I don't like it because it's just not real. When it just doesn't make any... Log- like sense yeah like i i i understand love makes you goo goo and crazy and kooky and you do f- crazy motherfucking things mm-hmm. like crazy ex-girlfriend which is a good show and you all should watch it yeah because this deals with not only this issue but several others but you can't have a character who is having these things that naturally constantly always happen to women and, and women discuss these things on a daily basis, do this, where she has no agency whatsoever. She doesn't take any type of ownership over her own things. She doesn't stand up for herself. She d- just allows life to happen to her. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it just baffles me. Mm-hmm. You react. She had no reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem is, like, everything she did was just going along with whatever the predestined path was set out for her. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. So he takes his daughter dress shopping in this montage. What a girl wants. What a girl needs. That's all we needed from the movie. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And he's talking with his daughter about sex, but it's it's a lot too late because she's like, yeah, mom already had the sex talk with me. Bye. And um, I don't know. He starts having emotions. <laughs> he has the same emotions. He still has emotions. No, like, but he's like crying at commercials oh, now. Oh, he's having estrogen levels rising. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. He gets a call from... From Darcy. He's having hormones. Yeah, he's having hormones. <laughs> yeah, he gets a Sorry. call from Darcy, and they decide to go have a drink. And she gets, like, all fancied up, like it's a date. It's but a she d- says it's not a date. Uh, why is she so fancy? And he's so fancy, know. and they have this fancy place. This is not, this is a, that was a date. Not like a, oh, let's get out to the bar. Go to the bar and talk about these ideas. It was, it was a date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says her husband didn't love her. They were competitive in the relationship as she got stronger at work. Did she, though? <sighs> I, don't know. I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about him, either. We're in this guy's head. Yeah. And we still don't know anything about him. Like, that's... That, I think, is also a shortcoming of Mel Gibson's acting ability. Hmm. That's what I think on that. So Darcy kisses him. They go, I've never had this much fun making out. Let's not Which get weird at work. Just I don't know. How? Um, so he goes home and Lola's at his apartment and she's just like crazy from one night of sex. 
and she's just like, you haven't talked to me in six days. You have to be gay. Yeah. We did not need this at all. Mm-hmm. Could have totally cut this out, cut it down, whatever. Like, if somebody in the screening asked, well, whatever happened to her? She's a one-night fucking stand, just like every other female that he has ever interacted with. Mm-hmm. So then we are at the Nike pitch, and, you know, Nick is like, Darcy, you should totally take the lead on this. And she's like, no, 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 it's, it's yours. They want to see you. It's, it's fine. Which, why? I don't know why. Why? I don't know. So he does. He pitches it, and it they goes well. Get the thing. They go well. Then he tries to write her a letter. Yeah, which nothing comes of that. I don't understand. Uh-huh. It just came off, well, well now I got to write her a letter. Yeah. Letter writing time. Got to show off those... Apple MacBook. MacBooks. <laughs> Technology. Tom Hanks did a better laptop scene. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Like, miles. Yeah. Decades ahead. Yeah. So Darcy takes Nick to her new place, and they kiss a lot, and they're, like, slow dancing in the bedroom. Blah, 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 blah. And she likes it. They like each other. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. She wants the D. Yeah. So he has a meeting with the boss, and he and the boss thinks Darcy did nothing. So they got the Nike account, but Darcy didn't do anything. So she's got to be fired. And Nick's like, "No, no, 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 no! You can't! I'll t- I'll. I, she had all the ideas. No, no, no!" He's like, "Well, too bad. I already fired her." They're like, "No! Every good idea I had was hers. That's what he says." Mm-hmm. And the boss is just like, "Eh, whatever. She didn't speak up." Which this actually happens. Yeah. Dra- Ah. Then we see that Erin, Judy Greer's character, is missing. And we've been hearing this whole time, like how she wants to kill herself. And if she goes missing one day. Which, why didn't he intervene before? I don't know. Because why? Mm. Like, I'm sorry. If you have the power to hear somebody's thoughts and somebody is suicidal, you do what fucking Buffy Summers did and you find the fucker and you shut it down. Yeah, everybody should just watch Earshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... Ooh, ooh. She could have died. Yeah. Judy Greer could have died. Yeah. And I would have been very upset. Yeah. And it would have been Mel Gibson's fault. Blood would have been on his hands. <laughs> very upset. So he goes to find her in Chinatown... And this is, I don't know why this happens at this moment. Did, like, the, the romance gods finally decide, like... Well, the, the, the old woman. You've learned your lesson. Yeah, the old woman was, like, somebody, like, she was, like, a uh, old lady from In mm. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I was going to say, like, Grandma Mulan. That, too. She's old spirit guide lady. Yeah, the, I don't know why it's... He's finally, he's learned his lesson because he's helping Judy Greer. There's something missing. There's so something missing yeah. of, like, why this magic works. Yeah. Because then, like, lightning hits the, the like, power transformer, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, like, it's it's gone. Yeah. Lightning magic. So he can't hear her thoughts when she's just like, I'm thinking a mile a minute about all the things. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And, um... He's just like, I don't want you to hurt yourself, and here, have a job. <laughs> yeah, you gatekeeper motherfucker. Which, does she still get the job? Now that he's fired and nobody else knows? Yeah. <sighs> See? See? Motherfucker. He would He would tell Darcy. Yes. He would but tell would Darcy, Darcy follow through? I 
they're in love, so why the fuck not? I don't know. By this movie logic, then it's probably fine. But reality logic, not so much. Yeah. So he tries to get in touch with Darcy, and that's not happening. She's not answering. But then his wife, his ex-wife, gets in touch with him saying, like, oh, no, there's prom troubles. And he's like, oh, crap, the The prom! prom. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes to the prom, and his daughter is crying in the bathroom because she refused to sleep with her boyfriend and he ditched her for his ex-girlfriend. Which he then she then proceeded to slut shame. Yeah. Good job. So, I don't know. He solves whatever problem. Being like, you're an excellent woman and I know women. <laughs> Something like that bullshit. Well, like, yeah, he he literally says... I know it doesn't seem like it, but I know what it's like to be a woman. Like, yeah. no, motherfucker, you do not. Yeah, it's been like a week. Yeah. <laughs> if that. I don't even know. It's been like two days. Two days, three days. Who knows? I'm just giving a benefit of a doubt saying yeah. like a week. Yeah. But but no. No, sir. Right. And he finally goes to see Darcy and rings her bell and tells her that I've been sabotaging you and you're perfect and blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, yay, you're fired. I love you. <laughs> this won't get in the way of our love. The end. end. Ah. Beautiful. Lovely. No, literally, like, that's how it ends. They yeah. kiss and the credits roll. And I was like, thank God. Yeah, it really felt like there was more. Like, if they got married, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm out. I didn't even think that they were, like, going to get married or whatever. They, I just, that they felt like there was going to be more. They really did. But the credits roll, I was like, oh, God. Thank God. Oh, God. Two hours of my life. That you can't ever get back. Oh. Thanks, Mel Gibson. Hey. Stupid. Baby Jesus, help me. <laughs> the Lord. Ashley. Justine. Hashtag accurate. Oh, God. <laughs> I have one. Do it, do it, do it. In a world. <laughs> yes. Where men are trash. Uh-huh. Mel Gibson. <laughs> the end. Is trash. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's good. It's good. The Nancy Myers movie that I've been totally disillusioned and hurt by. Oh. I'm hurt. I'm genuinely hurt. Send us roses and chocolates. Yes, please. <laughs> Ratings. We're going to rate this. Um, Are we? Are we going to rate it? I'm going to rate this movie. <laughs> Are you ready to rate it? Yeah. Oh. I've been ready to rate it since the beginning. Go for it. Go for it. I am going to rate this movie. One pair of black stockings with runs in them oh nice <laughs> i am rating it one and a half pasties <laughs> it's just not good no. No, no 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 you don't want one and a half of those nope no yeah yeah it's time for mail mail so we have some mail from Kira Napoleon. Kira Napoleon. Kira Napoleon. My bad. Oh, she's from Fun Dip and Cherry Coke podcast. Oh, that's a fun name. Yeah, I know. Do you put the Fun Dip in the Cherry Coke? I hope so. I don't know. Does it get all fizzy? It's very sugary and sweet. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. 
then you can put it in like a cherry coke float. Yeah, and it's some like ice cream. Not only is it a good podcast, it's just a good suggestion. It's, yeah, it's dessert. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> life good. <laughs> well, her review is entitled "New Besties." This podcast is like a great hangout with your best girlfriends. Girlfriends. Hearts. <gasps> Five stars. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That's so cute. I know. It's great. Also, everybody should have fun dip and cherry Coke. Yes. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> I remember that night. I remember that night. I remember that night. I just can't. I remember that night. I just can't forget my days. Soldier boys tripping over themselves to win our praise. <laughs> yes. Dream like candlelight, like a dream that can't quite blaze. But Alexander, I'll never forget the first time I saw your face. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Well, next time we will be watching our last movie of the year 2000. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, Justine is like about ready to burst. To the to the point where I mean, this is this is the beginning of January, right? It's January. <laughs> uh, well, in case you didn't know, this January will feature all of Justine's PhD <laughs> level analyses mm-hmm. of John Cusack. John Cusack. So we have entitled it January. January. <laughs> First up. Will be our last uh, last movie of the two thousands, which is well, not of the two thousands of two thousand. Mm-hmm. Will be High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Which you are so excited. I have not been allowed to watch this movie <gasps> for a year. Oh my god, I'm so excited. The movie's in my top five. It is, and that's an in joke for the movie. Oh my god, watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You won't let me. <laughs> well, if you like this podcast, why not become a patron? Woo! You can support our podcast, The Cutaways, at patreon.com slash cutaways podcast you can also find all of this information and more at our website which is thecutaways.com. you can also find us on twitter facebook and instagram as at cutaways podcast please leave us comments rate us and subscribe to us on apple podcasts stitcher or your favorite podcatcher and if we aren't there let me know yeah and we'll read your reviews and everything everything everything, everything. And if you hear my Patreon, we give you goodies. Yeah. We got some really good goodies. Goodies. We do. But I'm not telling you what they are. Mm-hmm. I'm being secretive. I like secrets. <laughs> secrets. Well, Happy New Year 2018. Hopefully you're better than 2017. Though I have a feeling, you know, 2017 told 2016 to hold its beer. <laughs> I feel like 28 or 2018 is going to tell 2017 to hold its cocaine. <laughs> so, yeah, you here know, we are. <laughs> it's just where we're at. Where we at? Where we at? Thank you for joining our, our blanket fort. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Laura Murley, host of How to Be Less Awkward. My life is just like a huge discombobulated jumble of awkward. (laughs) I'm really excited to bring you true life stories from some wonderfully open and funny people. (laughs) They didn't believe my story because I'm an 11 year old kid. My friend was like, yo man, this is a glory hole. I definitely felt pressure to frisbee. I mean, it was my first big boy job. 
I don't remember when I finally recognized this is a third nipple. We hope you check out the podcast. Okay, bye now.